0: This is the Man in a Room podcast. Someone gets a cold. Oh, hope it's not coronavirus. I get a cold and I say to people, "Oh, hope it's not coronavirus." I start getting questions about where I've been, who I've been speaking to, how I'm feeling, have I checked online, have I seen anybody about this possibly being coronavirus? No I haven't, it's not coronavirus, I know for a fact, but I'm just, you know, leave it. So uh, welcome to episode 10 of Man in a Room, this is the Tuesday episode, I sound a bit more, you know, a bit ill, because I'm a bit ill, if I'm honest, and it's not been very much fun at all. It it's really, literally just came on. I, I'm one of those people that can tell when they're not going to be very well. That rhymes. Isn't that amazing? And, you know, I, I can tell maybe like a day or so before, maybe a couple of days before, like I can feel the warning signs happening. I'm all like, oh, here we go. Very soon. December will not be magic again. And um, so, yeah. And I knew it was coming. And so I prepared myself. I was like, right, I need to get these things in. Because I've, I've got a foolproof way of getting rid of illnesses and colds and that kind of stuff and basically a couple of days ago i just mooched around the house and uh, yeah i needed it i really did um but yeah so and also right this this is all over the place because not have i've been unwell i've now had to record this episode in the evening i usually call it in the morning but i had work because i have a day job you know and i had work in the morning and i you know usually someone want to record the episode so, I've had to record it in the evening, and it's very odd because I've never recorded it at this time of day before. So, it's going to be very interesting. Hopefully, it works out all right. I um, don't want to keep going on about me too much, but you know, what else do I know? On my down day that I actually had, I actually started playing an old game that I haven't played for some time. This game is a game called Tetris. Now, me and Tetris go back way back when, like a ridiculously long time. When I say a long time, I mean I still have the original cartridge that I owned. Um, and I think I must have got my copy in 1995. I played it before then, but in 1995 I definitely played it because I remember one Christmas I got a Game Boy, uh, with, which obviously was bundled with the Tetris already. And I also got um, a copy of the Toy Story game on the Game Boy. And it's known now as the second worst game ever made. Because it's that bad. And I played it, and I, you know, I was a bit disappointed, I can't lie. But then I thought, well, it doesn't matter, it's still Toy Story. Did, 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 You know, all that music going on. The, um... No, what? Yes, the song from uh, Toy Story 1, which isn't really used that prominently anymore. Well, I don't think they make it anymore, I don't know. But, um, anyway. No, it was Strange Things. That wasn't that... It wasn't the title music. It was... Uh, um, were it Strange Things? I got in this same box. It had a cassette tape of the Toy Story theme tune, which for some reason eludes me at the minute, and a song called "Strange Things." Unless "Strange Things" is the one from, no, no, definitely "Strange Things" is from the first one. I remember now. They've, yeah. There's not a lot of Randy Newman songs in the, in the newer ones, but anyway, I digress. So this Christmas, I actually got Tetris as well, and I've still got that one. Like I say, and. It's just a game that's been a constant in my life since I've known gaming, and it's just nuts that I've been playing it still, and um, yeah, it's just mad when I actually think about it because I thought well, I've been playing this for so long now, it's like twenty five odd years, playing the same game, and I've you know I started thinking about it. And I thought, well, this is actually kind of interesting. This game, how long has had this longevity? Well, longevity. I'm suddenly Australian all of a sudden, and. So I found this documentary online called well, the Tetris documentary, <laughs> I can't remember what it's called, but it's made by the gaming historian, so shout out to that guy for making that. Guy making stuff for the labour of love, which is the best the best way to make it really, isn't it? And it was just very fascinating to watch this this the way this thing unfolded. So basically this guy made it, this Russian guy. And he was working for the Russian government doing something and he was in his spare time he was using the computers to make a computer game and he made Tetris. And he found it was very addictive. And, you know, so you know, people would spread it out and it get ported across it basically it turns out that when it came to selling the rights to different places to sell it on in different countries, the Russian government were all like, Well, he's one of our employees. He made on our computers, it's actually our game. And so basically, there's a whole rigmarole about him not getting royalties. Apparently, the guy didn't get royalties for like, like ten years, maybe something. like uh, Yeah, it took a while for him to get his royalties through, which is insane. And um, it's just interesting this this game because yeah, obviously, how they've moved it around, all this kind of stuff. But when I say it's addictive, it's a ridiculously addictive game because there's this thing you can actually get in your brain. It's called Tetris brain, and basically, what it means is that you just every time you go to sleep. You start seeing the shapes. And then, you, you know, it's really weird. Um, if you play it a lot, that can happen. It used to happen to me quite a bit as a kid, obviously, because I was a child playing Tetris before I went to bed. And oh, isn't it cool that I can play Tetris with my eyes shut? Nowadays, it's like, no, that's not cool. That's rubbish. In fact, I don't want that to happen. I remember it actually happened a couple of years ago because they brought it out for the 3DS, you know, the 3D game console. And I was playing on there for a while. And then I went to bed when I thought, oh, good. Tetra's brain is back, and have actually—it's actually a common thing, um, but it's not anything to worry about, I don't think, anyway. But it reminded me actually quite recently there was the same sort of story going by. You know, the, the Flappy Bird game. Do you remember that? We had to tap the screen, the bird flapped around. You know, it was all fun. Everyone loved it. You know that game? And the guys—I I took it off the market because I didn't want people to be addicted to it. Don't be so silly. It's, <laughs> it's our choice if you want to play. It. In fact. There used to be a rumor about Tetris that the Russian government made it which is obviously where the story comes from you know cuz they used to say so they owned it and they were trying to preoccupy Americans so that they would become lazy or something like that and they wouldn't be paying attention to what they were doing in Russia or to America and um, that's that's just one of those silly cold war kind of I you know I lived through some of the cold war And it's just quite funny when you look back at it, really, isn't it? All this weird sort of, um, like, Rocky Four, and the guy from Russia who punches that guy and kills him. And then he's all like, oh, if that is a spoiler, right, you've had many years to watch it, get off my case. And there's, like, James Brown there, living in America, all that kind of stuff. You know, it's like, yeah... You know, let's get into it. Then you got, like, Lex Luger being the American dream in the WWF. Yeah, I said WWF. I will never refer to it as the WWE, what I'm talking about, the 90s. And, you know, it's all like, yeah. And we had, like, Spitting Image in the UK and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's just like, yeah, the Cold War. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's not quite the same anymore, but, you know, those are the way things change. Anyway, um, I need to get a glass of water. I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm still not feeling great. I've had to stop a couple of times recording because I had to cough and just stumble across words. Anyway, I'm going to have a quick break, and I'll be back in a few seconds. If you have any thoughts, comments, or questions, please do not hesitate to send them to show at uk. Nowadays... Most houses have TVs in multiple rooms. They'd have the one in the kitchen, they'd have one in the living room, they'd have one in the bedroom, or the multiple bedrooms, all this kind of stuff. And it's interesting, really, because years ago, when I was growing up, that wasn't really the case. I think me and my brother had one that was like a, as an old black and white one from the 80s, maybe even the 70s. But it worked, we could see TV on it, you know, it doesn't really matter. And it's very exciting and all that kind of stuff, you know. And I remember when my sister got her first job, she actually saved up for a colour television for her bedroom. And it's like, wow, this is amazing. A colour television in your bedroom. That's nuts. And I remember that we just decided one day that we'd just hang out and watch TV up there. It's quite funny, really, because my brother's a little bit older and he was able to just watch TV downstairs. But he used to come upstairs and we used to watch the TV and it used to be a lot of fun. And you know we used to watch all kinds of weird television. Because the thing about the '90s is that they would repeat some weird stuff in the middle of the night. And there was a TV show they used to have on there called Tales from the Dark Side, and it was just just weird. It's just a weird TV show. There's nothing we can really describe it. A bunch of short stories that are just a bit weird. The closest I would compare it to now would probably be Black Mirror. Is the Black Mirror of the '80s? It probably wasn't, but. It's one of those weird things where basically there's all these twists and turns and, you know, I think it was the 80s version of Black Mirror. I'm going to stick into that, actually, because that's exactly what it was. But a bit more, you know, a bit more tongue-in-cheek, you know, a a bit silly. In fact, the first episode was written, I believe, by George A. Romero. And there's another story in it later on in the series... Based on a story by Stephen King, so you know it's not exactly a. Uh, it wasn't a mocked TV show. It's like a serious piece of entertainment. I say serious, but it was taken seriously to a degree, much like Nightmare on Elm Street was back in the eighties as well. Now it's just a bit of kitsch, bit of fun, isn't it? But anyway, I digress. And um, this TV show I actually bought on DVD years ago, absolutely, absolutely years ago. And it's one of those ones. Where, oh, that was really. It was dirt cheap, but for us, not bad. I remember that when I was a kid. I'm, I'm gonna buy that. And it arrived It's a 16-disc box set. I bought it years ago. I don't actually remember buying it. I remember it coming. I thought, oh, look, I've got that. And I just forgot all about it. So I've been watching that, you see, because I do like—I do miss a good binge, a good DVD binge, especially for a TV show that you actually can't watch on Netflix. So if you do really get into it, you can't even recommend it for other people to watch it. And it's actually really good. I'm just getting through it. I, I can't really do more than one episode. Two episodes at a push. But other than that, it's maybe like one or two episodes a day because it can get a little bit over the top. Um, and there's this one today. I watched one today. I'm going to talk you through it from memory. I haven't actually really prepared this, but I'm going to just try and remember it. I want to just take you on the journey of this episode of Tales from the Dark Side. It was called In the Closet. <clears throat> so basically, there's this man in this house and he lives alone, which is a bit weird, but you know, he lives on his own. And this young girl knocks on the door, he's like, knock, knock. And he was like, who's there? And she's all like, I'm the person who rang earlier for the room. And it's like, yep, come in. And then, you know, it's only half an hour long, so the, the formalities of her getting the room is literally like, uh, uh, you, you can't have a TV, you can't have a stereo, um, and it lights out at so-and-so time, and uh, you can't have a boyfriend, I can't have a boyfriend walking around here, and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah, sure, no problem. It's a bit weird, isn't it? An old man lives on his own, young girl, who, who's going to college, and all this kind of stuff. But we won't look into that. Then what happens is there's, they go into the room and there's a closet that is locked. The closet is locked, right? And so he's all like, oh, I lost the key years ago. You can't go in that closet. But I've put a wardrobe over there if you want to use it. No big deal. And so she's like, why is it locked? Oh, you know, it's just my daughter's room. But, you know, whatever. Um, you, can, you can have it for, you know, a, a, a price, as it were. And... So you know, she she hears some scratching. She goes to bed, I should say. She goes to bed and then she hears some scratching. Like, oh, there's a, I heard there's a rat in that closet. You know, he's all like, "No, there's no rat in that closet." And um so what happens is she's you know she's awake one night because she can't sleep because of this noise, and she she just for some reason grabs a key from a different door and tries it on the closet, and it opened it. What a surprise! So she opens the closet and there's nothing in there. So she sets a rat trap in there, and then the next morning the rat trap's disappeared in the locked closet. Ooh, spooky, spooky! You know, it goes on like this, you see. And so you, you're thinking, oh, that's, that's a bit weird, it's a rum old do, isn't it? It's a bit weird. You, you know, you'd literally wake the old man up, so this is a bit weird, isn't it? me. This rat trap's actually eating the rat. The, the, the rat trap's eating the rat. The rat's eating the rat trap. And then, like, okay, the old man's like, oh, well, you know, um... I was supposed to unlock unlocked, though. That's actually pretty good. Anyway, I'm going to go to work now. And, it, you know, she's like, you know, she's, at the minute, there's nothing sort of registering with that. He's not acting a bit weird about this. And even when she tells him that it's been locked for years because his daughter lost the key, you see. It's very, I forgot that bit. But so this goes on like this. And then eventually, um, she's awake at night and she, I think the, the door unlocks it on its own and out creeps this monster who basically murders her and drags her into the closet and shuts the door behind it. So, ooh, there's a monster in the closet, is there? Interesting. So anyway, it goes on with this. And then they cuts to the old man. He's on the phone. He's like, well, I've not seen your daughter anywhere. Listen, I'm a busy man. I've got stuff to do. I don't you know. I, I, she was probably in bed when I left and I came back late and all this. And she's probably gone. So I don't know where she is. I'm not her. I'm not her keeper. I don't, I don't keep tracks on where she is on this kind of stuff. Right. Which is fair enough. But at the same time, you know, he, something's just murdered this young girl in, in, in your house and you've not noticed yet. I will say there was no blood in the room, which is very weird, but anyway. Um, and then you, as he's on the phone, you see the monster sort of creeping around the corner. And then it sort of goes towards him. And he's, he's like, he winces in pain suddenly. Uh, and he looks down, and it's the monster hugging his leg because he's dug his claws in his leg. And then he, he's all like, Oh, come here, my daughter. Oh, it kept saying daughter, daughter. Just so you know that the monster is his daughter. Like, kept saying daughter. Like, he's been on, like, friendly with it. So he knew what was going on all along, and uh, yeah, it's just it was a weird one. I, I enjoyed it as it's the, it's the most gory one so far. There've been other silly ones like I don't know, the man who disappeared. Uh, it's called I think it's called Slippage. The episode which I quite liked, and do you know what's actually quite a good um, show to watch. Actually, I recommend it. I enjoyed it, <laughs> you know. And I'm sorry if that's a spoiler for you, but if you haven't seen the episode of Tales from the Dark Side, well, that's not really my problem, is it? So maybe you should get a life, yeah? Before you send an email to me, to an email address that doesn't even work. It just sounds good in the jingle. Yeah, I know. I'll always admit to that. But anyway, um, I I need to go because I don't feel great. I can't lie. I I still feel like pup. And this talking is making me just feel tired. And I'm sorry if this is a short episode. But, you know, needs must. I must rest. Rest must be got. So, (laughs) yeah. I'll speak to you later in the week anyway, you know, it's not a big deal. I'll speak to you in a couple of days, and uh, yeah, I'll be back then, and uh, yeah, hope you have a good couple of days, and uh, take good care of yourself and each other. Who is the man? Where is the room? It's some guy you've never heard of, in a room you've never been in. For more information, head over to maninaroom.co.uk.